Welcome to the Back Porch Podcast. I'm Corey Dempsey. And I'm Andrew Bean. We are back with the third installment of our twin film series. And Corey's in person this time. And I am in person this time. How's it going, guys? <laughs> uh, we're back with Eric Roberts. Hey, everyone. How's it going? And so we did Twister versus Night of the Twisters with our good friend Sarah, Beam's wife. <laughs> yeah, we did a friend. Armageddon Deep Impact from 1998 with Eric, and we brought Eric back, and this time we're going to 1997, although I will hold the movies for a moment, so Beam can do his Bruce Buffer impersonation, (laughs) which has gotten rave reviews, I would say. Rave reviews? (laughs) Was it one person? Uh, Two. Sarah's sister, I think, and my wife Bethany loved it, so we got two people. All right. I'll, I'll give that rave reviews. Okay. And yeah. I love it. So that's three. Eric, how do you feel? I, I really enjoy it. <laughs> so Keep that's four. It. Boom. I personally feel uncomfortable about it. But well, it's more of the act of doing it. But yeah. whatever. Okay. Good. So, Beam, uh, I have to work later. So I will not be partaking. But what are you and Eric drinking? Well, Eric and I are going to drink. All right. So it's fucking 10 a.m. Number one. It's almost 11. All right. Fine. It is 1030 a.m. <laughs> and... Originally, I was gonna, I mean, to be honest, I was going to have a high percentage beer anyways, but we we always try and do a themed beer, and we just happen to have one. It's Magnify Brewing out of, out of New Jersey. Where in New Jersey? Fairfield, New Jersey. Fairfield, New Jersey. It's a beer called On Fire. It is a triple IPA clocking in at a hefty 10%. So that's how I'm going to start my morning. My Sunday morning. My Sunday fun day. I fucking hate that phrase, by the way. But yeah, let's get it going. Nice. I'm going to have a sip of that, and I'm also going to have a side beer of the finest Miller Lite as well. So let's get a little listen to this. So we did not reveal the movies because, as we do, Beam is going to do it for us. Here we go. Bruce Buffer Beam, hit us. Okay, I'm standing this time. These other times I sat. Let's see if it, let's see if it improves at all. Ladies and gentlemen, this is the only event of the evening, sanctioned by absolutely no one. Our three judges scoring the contest are Corey Dempsey, Andrew Beam, and Eric Roberts. There is no referee. Again, just no. And now, for those in attendance and the one or two people listening around the world, ladies and gentlemen, this is the moment you've all been waiting for. Live, but again, not really. It's actually being recorded in Troy, New York. It's time! Five rounds for the best movie in 1997 about coping with an active volcano in your neighborhood. Introducing first, the accidental horror movie about a fictitious volcano located in Los Angeles starring Tommy Lee Jones and Anne Hesch. Volcano! And their opponent, the detective-themed volcano film featuring Pierce Brosnan and Linda Hamilton, Dante's Peak! Yay! (laughs) That was great. Sounded really nice with the headphones. I'm sure, like, my neighbors are just like, why is this so early? Why is he yelling at 10.30 a.m.? Every every weekend now. Every weekend. (laughs) It happens. Three weeks. (laughs) All right. So the logical place to start is with what Beam mentioned in that opening, is that these two movies, again, kind of similar to Armageddon and Deep Impact, take a bit different approach to the- A little bit. Little bit idea of coping with a volcano (laughs) volcano ends up being kind of a horror movie you have this mysterious you know you don't know their motivation why is it in los angeles because there are no volcanoes in los angeles so it's this mysterious killer that the main characters are trying to stop exactly like a horror movie you could basically replace the lava with michael myers or jason Voorhees or whomever it's slow moving appears out of nowhere sometimes and just pops up yeah, it's unannounced. It's exactly like a horror movie. It could be zombies. It's it's the same exact thing as all these things. So all it's the, basically a horror movie. Well, I know, the only thing I think it's missing was like two teens having sex, getting killed by lava. 
Yeah, you don't have the kids who like drink and then they get killed because they drank. That, yeah. That's the only thing we're missing here. Eric, what, there, what are your thoughts? There's no love story really either, unless I'm totally missing something. I mean, there's the father's um, daughter well, love. But... There's that, which is becomes complicated in a few different scenes. But I think with Anne Esch's character. Um, in Dante's P. Or no, or in Volcano. Volcano. She puts his hand on his face like very affectionately when he tells her to go find his daughter in the in the hospital. They also touch each other a lot. Like when he uh, saves her sometimes, he'll like put his arm full around her and they're on the mm. ground and he's still hugging her really good. And I'm like, oh, this might be a little inappropriate, but I've always yeah. viewed Tommy Lee Jones as kind of like a non-sexual being in all movies. <laughs> so yeah. Is there a movie like he's he, even him and his wife in No Country for Old Men? Like I... They just talk with one they another. They just talk. <laughs> and that's fine. Like, that's what a relationship should be. But, like, they never show him being particularly affectionate. And I think that's a purposeful choice. I don't even – did he – I guess he had a wife in Men in Black that he can't ever see again, right? Exactly. She's dead. Yeah. Or no, no, She wasn't no, dead. dead. Uh, she had her mind all erased and stuff. Right. Yeah. He, he had to neural, neuralize her. That's, that's what happened. Anyway. Yeah. Anyway. So that is Volcano. And then Dante's Peak – and this is going to seem like a kind of ridiculous comparison at first, but it's kind of like Seven. Hear me out. Wow. Okay. You have a detective story mm-hmm. in which all these mysterious things are happening. And our detective, in this case, Harry Dalton, played by Pierce Brosnan, he's going through all the steps to try and figure it out. And then in the last 45 minutes of the movie, the big bad in Seven, it's John Doe. In this case, it's Dante's Peak. It goes off and shit starts happening. Now, Seven is a much, much better movie. <laughs> Let's not say I'm comparing these in anywhere. I, I don't know. League. I mean, there's some there's some moments in this one. Oh, stop it. Seven is so much fucking better. But they kind of follow a similar structure in that way. So, you know, basically Dante's Peak is kind of this detective story about figuring sh- stuff out. And I, I, I dig that about it. Yeah, I guess just one executed it a lot better than the other. Way better. <laughs> I mean, one had David Fincher at the helm and one had Roger Donaldson. So, yeah. All Eric, right. Eric, what are your thoughts on Dante's Peak? Well, I guess just at a high level for both, you know, Volcano, I guess switching gears to Volcano, that's like, here's the problem. How do we solve it? Like, what do we do? Dante's Peak is like, what is the problem? And then, oh, crap, let's get out of here. Like, we're, there's nothing we can do. So in that sense, it's... It's just, you know, it's a little different how they handle both of those disasters. Well, I don't know if you can just get the fuck out of Los Angeles. Like this, like <laughs> this traffic is so bad. How are you supposed to leave? <laughs> well, the traffic was also bad in, uh, what well, is yeah, this? Because there's one bridge out of this fucking town and it's like everybody's trying to leave at once. And why it's would they put a town crazy. right below the volcano site in the first place? And again, like watching this, you can't be surprised. Like for the, the leaders in that town, like. You know, you have to expect this coming at some point. Well, maybe. what they, it they was just, thought it was extinct. Yeah, but really, and then Harry shows up and he corrects him. It's just dormant. It's sleeping, and then someone has the great line of, "Well, I guess it's waking up." I guess so. That's <laughs> yeah. really, really good writing, guys. It was fantastic. Yeah. So. You know, personally, I don't know how you guys feel, but I feel like I like the way that Dante's Peak handled it a little bit better. I like the figuring stuff out. It's a little bit slower moving. You know, that can be a point against it. You know, it didn't feel that way. I I, I didn't feel it. I I was kind of like... It wasn't even two hours, too. I know. I was really into, like, the figuring stuff out and, like, taking these measurements. And it's probably because of my scientific, like, background. I I love volcanoes. I think they're fascinating. By the way, if I... It's almost we got to say, like, drink every time you mention that you're a scientist. Yeah, I know. I'm... (laughs) (laughs) Once we stop doing these disaster movies, I'm going to stop. Maybe. No, fair. Uh, But, you know, I I love Volcano. So I was, like, really fascinated with that process. You know, in Volcano... I didn't know that about you. I also, you know, really dig the idea of just getting straight into the action. But if you're going to do it, like, the action has to be really great. And I didn't think it was all that good in Volcano. I don't know. It it, it didn't, like, grab me. And I was like, oh, here we go. This is, like, strap into this roller coaster ride. I, I just didn't feel that with Volcano, even though I do like when they do that in movies. I think there was action kind of more consistently than Dante's Peak. But um, I know Dante's Peak was a slow burn. The first five minutes, though, was intense. Like, oh, when yeah. he was driving away, his wife got hit in the head with, like, 
whatever that was. Some volcanic bomb that will, shot off. Yeah. That will never, that image will never leave my head, which is just like fucking like convulsing. Convulsing, yeah. which, okay. That's one way it's to open the movie. Strong way to open a movie. No, I, hey, I thought, I like the, the storyline and the way that it moved along. That was the action that grabbed me yeah. in Dante's Peak. I was all, I was there for it. Yeah, and then I mean, when the volcano goes off, it gets pretty intense. Yeah, there's no, a lot sh- of there's a lot of silly things that happen. A lot of things that are like, okay, really? But yeah, I mean, it it it's entertaining. No, absolutely. I mean, hey, listen, they started off with the bang to get you hooked. Then, like, you're able to at least kind of swallow the storyline if for some reason it was too slow moving moving for you, and then ends on a fucking banger. Yeah, we actually get to know a lot about Dante's Peak. Like, we see it, we hear the history. Yeah. You know, with Volcano, it's just like, well, it came up under this. Well, light. Volcano, it was it was a character. Whereas, like, volca- the volcano in Dante's Peak was an actual volcano. I almost feel like Volcano should be called Lava. Because, I mean, we spent a lot of time with just the lava, and that seemed to be the big villain. Can I just tell you what the tagline for it is, by the way? Yes. Volcano? It's hotter than hell. <laughs> like everything about this movie was so literal. <laughs> There's a volcano called the movie Volcano. <laughs> no, but I I agree with what Eric's saying is like Dante's Peak, you get to know it. And yeah. it's actually realistic because you're in the Cascade Mountains where there are actual volcanoes. There's Mount St. Helens, there's Mount Baker, like there are actual volcanoes in that location. I can't stress this enough, there are no volcanoes in fucking Los Angeles. That isn't a thing. But you don't know. Well, I guess they try, they try to set it up and it's like this mysterious thing. So, okay. Right, right. But then they have this very limited view of what a volcano is. Like Eric said, it's just lava. Yeah. Like that's not all that comes with a, with a volcano. Like in Dante's Peak, you get the lahar, which is the huge mud flow from the melting mm. ice. You get that. That's a thing. You get the pyroclastic flow, which is the big ash cloud. Like it just has a much more fuller, a fuller understanding of what a volcano actually is, whereas volcano is just like fucking lava. Yeah, That's it. What's really funny too is that like you know like it's what these things are because Pierce Brosnan just has to shout it at some point, either to be asked or just like say, "Oh no, what is that? It's a pyroclastic cloud." <laughs> <laughs> no, but it's good. Like you, you have to tell the audience because not everyone knows what that is. It was, I, it I was, it. it was almost as if it was like National Geographic had its hands on this. <laughs> it's the USGS, not National Geographic. Come on. Oh, they were doing a PS PSA. PSA. So, that's, so no, that's what that's also a theme. I feel like with these, uh, with these disaster films, some of them turn out to just be a PSA for something. Yeah, you got to just tell people how to deal with these things. It's important, I think. <laughs> The uh, the geologist in Volcano, I forgot, Anne. Anne Hesh, um, this character. She, she did call Dr. out- Dr. Amy Barnes. Dr. Amy Barnes did educate the firefighters on the lava bomb. Yeah, so there was they, a lava bomb that came and she's like, oh guys, classic lava bomb here. Like she's seen <laughs> them all the time. So that was- Yeah, which like- well, also, If can you're we talk a volcanologist, ab- you're going to see that shit. Can we talk about too, like how she taught them? Like not only just informing them of what it is- Stop. You don't know where it's going to land until you do. Exactly. Okay. <laughs> and then move away at the last minute when there's fire and flame and a lava bomb coming down right at you. I don't know. I would probably start running immediately and, you know, try to do both at the same time. Look and run. I don't know. Yeah. I I, I just thought that was like a weird way for like, like, I'm sure people could have just ran and done exactly what you said. But I just, I also think she just got short shrifted in this, which we'll, we'll of course talk about. Yeah. So real quick, I want to talk about the directors because honestly, there's not a ton of directing talent. I think it's kind of a wash here. Roger Donaldson, I'm just going to rattle off some movies real quick. 87, he does No Way Out with Kevin Costner. Meh. 88, he does Cocktail with Tom Cruise. And we love Tom Cruise, but Cocktail is a very bad movie. We love Tom Cruise's movies. (laughs) True. True. 1990, he does Cadillac Man with Robin Williams. Not good. 95, he does Species, which is a big fat no for me. Dude, it was fucking hilarious. <laughs> so bad. I mean, just Forrest Whitaker in that movie. I can I can feel. I feel oh. very deeply. <laughs> the empath thing? Yeah, weird. 97, he does Dante's Peak, which not very good, but I like it. And then 2000, he does 13 Days about the Cuban Missile Crisis, also with Kevin Costner. I'm, I'm a fan. I think it's a decent movie. It's, you know, kind of political thriller. Mick Jackson, he does fewer movies. He's got three that are of note. L.A. Story with Steve Martin. Pretty good. 1991. I like that movie. 
92, The Bodyguard. Whitney Houston is a national treasure, but I fucking hate that movie. Listen, she fucking killed it in that movie. <laughs> she was so good. I mean, yeah, she's a magnetic performer, but the movie that's happening around her is just so not Oh, no, it's trash. <laughs> I mean, Costner was in that, right? Yeah, Costner. Awful. <laughs> he was so fucking stiff. Stiff as a board, man. But hey, I'm sorry. I love it for Whitney. That's that's why I love the movie. Well, I, I love Whitney too, but I just would rather watch like concert footage than sit through the bodyguard. No, I want to just have her like being Whitney, like which is I feel like what she she was just like doing a much more amplified being Whitney in this. It, it was a Whitney Houston vehicle the whole movie. Fucking loved it. Anyway, all right. And then he does 1997. He does Volcano, and after that, there's some other movies, but nothing really worth talking about. Yeah, so let's. I, I don't know, Eric, you feel any sort of way about these movies or the directors? To be honest, not really. I haven't seen a lot from either of them. This is probably the main movie that um, I've seen. Watch. Like Volcano and Dante's Peak. Watch Species. <laughs> Can you bring if, me up to speed? What is that? It sounds really familiar. No, I don't even want to describe it to you. Okay, I'll I think just, you just need to see it. I'll just go in blind. Yeah. It's, it's terrible. Know that going in. Great. <laughs> So it's kind of a wash with the directors. I don't think like either one really brings much to the table here. So then let's go to the cast. And mm. basically it comes down to three things. The first matchup is Pierce Brosnan versus Tommy Lee Jones. And Pierce Brosnan, it's important to note, he is James Bond. He has yeah. this whole detective secret agent thing down where he just comes into a location, he figures shit out, and then some things go down and he saves the day. Tommy Lee Jones, he also played pretty much this exact role in The Fugitive, where he's an old crotchety guy who just yells instructions at people. It worked out a lot better in The Fugitive, I think. But he was K. True. He also does the same thing in Men yeah. in Black, where he's an old crotchety guy who yells things at people. <laughs> what year was that? Was that after Volcano or was that before? Men in Black was 99, I think, or 98? Okay. No, it was 97. Oh, Came man. out that was the two movies for him. Volcano it was and Volcano Men and Men in Black. Well, I think Men in Black is comfortably much better. Oh, much better. Definitely. Much better. I think, yeah, there's no discussion on that. Yeah. And then for uh, for Pierce, GoldenEye came out in 95, and I was a huge GoldenEye fan, N64. So, like, when I saw him, it's just I can't think of anyone but James Bond. Was this his, I want to make I want to make my own type of film, and it was Dante's Peak. He wanted to just step out of the, the Bond role for a little bit. But he was still kind of like a James Bond character, just at a lower like yeah. level. Um, but at, I, at a lower speed. Yeah, but I will say, like I don't know, I think he's very good looking in this movie. I think he's, I mean, I know that came out kind of wrong, but I feel no, like... No, it didn't come out wrong. He's you just speak your feelings. Absolutely right. He's great. <laughs> I mean, if we're comparing him to Tommy Lee Jones, uh, Pierce all day, you know, like Tommy Lee Jones, he's got a cool voice, I guess, but I, I mean... I guess, I don't know. It became grating in this film. No, I mean, a lot of shouting. I prefer Tommy Lee Jones as an actor. Like, mm -hmm. he's incredible in No Country for Old Men. You put Pierce Brosnan in No Country for Old Men, no fucking way. You would have gotten, gotten Dante's Peak. Like, you would have gotten Harry. <laughs> it's from, such yeah. a terrible movie. But, like, in this type of movie, give me Pierce Brosnan. Give me James Bond. Just quick note, he also came out with Tomorrow Never Dies in 97, so he was also James Bond in 1997. These guys were just throwing heat. <laughs> throwing heat in 97. Literally. <laughs> Big stuff. So, personally, give me Pierce Brosnan. The second is the female supporting, uh, female supporting actors who both don't have much of a part. Uh, Linda Hamilton in Dante's Peak plays the mayor of the town, and... Also a cafe shop owner. Also a cafe shop owner. She's or a coffee shop she's owner. She's a woman of many was. talents. And she yeah. lives in the co uh, coffee shop, I think, right? That's yeah, I don't own. understand what, I don't understand how you're made, like, it's, okay. <laughs> and then you have Anne Hesch, uh, Dr. Amy Barnes in yep. Volcano. And honestly, I think she's, it, it makes an effort to make her an actual character. Sort of. They like do, and then they're they just like, They make an effort, but they away. fail terribly. <laughs> You know, she has opinions, she has ideas, she's very smart. She's but telling she's you what the fuck's going on. Exactly, but then she's just constantly pushed aside by yeah. Tommy Lee Jones' yelling. And <laughs> Lots it's just of yelling. Like, He's just yelling all the, all the time. <laughs> and she's just, no one listens to her, and she deserves to be listened to, and they don't address it at the end. Like, there should be a scene where Tommy Lee Jones was like, Hey, sorry, I was a dick. Yeah, or Dr. Amy Barnes is like, I hate to say I told you so. Hey, remember this? <laughs> like, her friend was the one that, like... Uh, what was it? Uh, history of just like, you know, evidence that could point to there being a possible volcano there. One thing that kind of grinds my gears on that is at the end, when Tommy Lee Jones is looking for his daughter, he sends uh, Anne 
to go look for her, mm-hmm. like a geologist, like probably one of the smartest people. Yeah, why would you looking send at her- this stuff now? But stop what you're doing with the volcano. Look for my daughter. Like, couldn't we get anybody else to do that? An intern, a student, a random person, make a phone call. Like, she should probably be focusing on the volcano versus, you know, a search and rescue. That was the one thing I had written down. I'm like, we're really sending her, the expert, on a fucking babysitter mission? Like, what is this? Horseshit. Just, this movie treats her terribly. It treats both of them it terribly. Does. Well, like, both movies, I feel like. It's 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 the male lead is, is obviously what the focus is of these films. But, like, they do a disservice to the women in these movies. Absolutely. 100%. You and know? and that, that's another thing. Like, Grinds My Gears is a, is a great way to put it because <laughs> Linda Hamilton was fucking Sarah Connor. She's a badass. Let her do some badass shit. I don't understand what we're doing here. Different, like, different movie. I know it's a different she's movie. She's a different character. Like, she's got to have range. She's a nothing character in this. Let her, let her cook a little bit. I, like, I, I know, damn, I know that I agree with. I'm sorry. I wasn't. I thought you were asking for Sarah Connor in this movie. No, I don't want which, Sarah Connor. <laughs> oh my god. <laughs> Sarah Connor and Dante's Peak would be so dope. <laughs> but give me Anne Hesh because at least, like, they show like she's a smart, capable woman. They show that even though they fail miserably with it. So like slight, the slightest of edges to Anne Hesh, I think. I, yeah, I agree. Yeah. <laughs> and the last one is the supporting players that are on the Leeds team. So Pierce Brosnan has his USGS colleagues made up of a guy named Terry, the coffee <laughs> guy, and another woman who gets nothing to do in this movie, which again, fucking the 90s. Asian guy, terrible though. stuff. There's oh, Asian Zima. Love Zima. That was one of my, my comments, too. There were a nice mix of Asian people in both movies. The Doctor. I'm also half Chinese. Yeah. Doctor in Volcano. Asian scientist guy in Dante's Peak. And I realize I should not be describing them like that, but that's how I'm doing it. It's okay. Yeah. And I mean, I I love the coffee guy. The season where he's like, coffee, coffee, coffee. Dude, what is- Java. <laughs> and he's just like, he's a crackhead, but for coffee. I just, it's a weird thing, but I like it. Well, it wasn't even just him. Like, when- when uh, Mayor Wando, I'm just going to refer to her as Mayor Wando because she's a fucking mayor, number one. When she brought coffee, like just to any of them, they were so, gr- like, so gracious. They were like, oh my God, thank you so much. Was her coffee that good? Like, what was she doing? She did, like, well, she no, got Harris asked, like, what later, her- he hates her coffee. <laughs> yeah. I thought that was just like a cute little, I just don't think he drinks coffee. Oh, it was just like a flirty little thing? Yeah. Yeah, do what you got to do. I guess. Yeah. And then the team in Volcano. Basically consists of Don Cheadle. And <laughs> but I, he runs shit. Yeah, I love Don Cheadle. And I think Don Cheadle is a incredible actor. Doing a much better job than than Mike is doing on the ground here. Who's Mike? I think that's Tommy Lee Jones. Mike Rourke? Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, he's, he's really – he should be the lead guy. Give me Don Cheadle doing stuff. He's he should have been the out. lead. He yeah. should have been the lead. But you know what? The, the the thing here is is why his character was so good is because that's exactly what someone in, in Mike Rourke's position should have been doing. Yeah. If you're head of the Office of Emergency Management, stay stationary. Be in the office. Like maybe Manage tour things, but you you were not running things. <laughs> he just hands it off to Don Cheadle, and Don Cheadle really and he carried it. He runs he runs the show. He carried it. I mean, I have I have a lot of affinity towards the team in Dante's Peak. You know, I like a lot of what they're doing, but give me Don Cheadle all day. Terry, Terry was getting on my nerves. Terry was totally throwing, throwing water on the flame that, that Harry was trying to start here about this, about the volcano. Terry was? Oh, no, sorry. Paul. Paul. Paul was. Yeah. Sorry. I don't know why I was saying about Terry. Paul's the boss, though. Paul's, Paul's. Yeah, but Paul was just always just like, no, this was the bureaucracy. Of a lot things. of this was Paul's fault. Yeah. Let's be honest here. No, Absolutely. I mean, I don't know. So in this dude, the scene where though he has to admit that he fucked up, like number one, there's like just shit falling everywhere. Like chaos is happening. Everything is rumbling. He's on the phone with Harry and they're just like communicating to each other what's going on. And just in the middle, he goes, Harry, by the way, I was wrong. And Harry's just like, yep. Like (laughs) Harry, no, Harry's like, that's okay. And he keeps driving. And I'm like, dude, if that was me, I'd be like, dude. Not right now, but I told you so. We're gonna have to have, yeah, gonna like, have a talk later. This We're gonna isn't have the time. Chat. This isn't the time to have this conversation. Right. But Paul, Paul gets his for it. Well, I, you know, though, I felt bad about it. Yeah. Paul, I, I became sympathetic to Paul at that stage. Why? Because he apologized. Yeah. He, he owned up. Yeah, I like it. I, I, I don't disagree, but he also got his because the volcano 
Yeah, I know. I mean, Harry might forgive. The volcano does not. I also don't know why. That is the lesson here. (laughs) But why did Paul jump into the van? Like, obviously. I don't know why he was the only one in the van. There's two Hummers in front of you. There's like a National Guard guy driving one. Like, let's probably go in the Hummer. Sarah and I were watching. And she's like, why couldn't he just fit in one of those? And I guess to be fair, (laughs) there could be equipment in the van. But, I mean, if it was equipment versus my own life, I would probably, you know, choose my own life. Yeah. I mean, I completely agree. So. That's our first round, and I don't know who who do we give it to here. The directors are kind of a wash, right? With the cast, we gave two to Volcano, we gave one to Dante's Peak. The scripts, I prefer Dante's Peak. I don't know. Is this a is this kind of a tie round here? Yeesh. I don't know, man. I mean, the thing though is like the overall storyline for Dante's Peak. I almost could consider that like a huge leg up. Like, that feels like a dominating force right there. It's more technical. Versus what much, like, it's not even that it's more technical. It just, like, it just accomplished what it needed to accomplish. You know, is it the greatest film? No, but it it, it accomplished what it needed to accomplish in what it was doing. Where Volcano is just like, what the fuck is going on? (laughs) There's a good balance, a good balance between the two where Volcano is just yelling. Yeah, Volcano is like, why are we here? Like, why? (laughs) All right, I I I agree with you, and I, I think, think I got to give the slight edge to Dante Speak in this round. I I I actually agree. You know, I I think that the scientific accuracy of Dante's Peak mm-hmm. gives it a leg up. And don't get me wrong, I'm not saying it's completely accurate. There's a lot of ridiculous shit that happens. But oh, totally. Most of the things, like the acid in the lake, real thing that would happen. The sulfur emissions, real thing that would happen. Right. Pyroclastic flow, real thing. Lahar, real thing. So it's got all these real things sprinkled into the unreal shit. Volcano is just unreal the whole fucking time. And I'm just <laughs> like, like literally just in terms of like the you know, the factual or just like the factual, you know, evidence that would support any of this. And as well as what's just taking place. It's unreal. Yeah, and I know that like I said last week that Armageddon, like I didn't care. And I wouldn't care if Volcano was better. Like, if Volcano was more entertaining, I wouldn't give a shit. But it's not that entertaining, and it's also just complete nonsense. If it was, if it was, you know, the team from Armageddon <laughs> tackling. Yes. Bring back Harry Stamper. <laughs> Fucking right. Eric, how, how do you feel about these this, this round? I'm just picturing them nuking Los Angeles to fix the <laughs> Volcano, and yeah, that'd be great. They're drilling yeah. to the center of Los Angeles and then nuking it. <laughs> Yeah. All right, we got to get down there 800 feet. <laughs> uh, I would say, so when I was younger, I saw Volcano like on HBO when I was like 10 years old. So I kind of had a bias like going into this being like, that's what I saw when I was younger. It had a lot of action, lava. I liked it as a 10, 11 year old. Told when you I was going to be the wild card. When I was an adult, though, I did see Dante's Peak. And I'm just like, I like it more because I'm more intelligent now. And I'm like, I can see all that. But, you know, when I'm 10... I want to see lava and explosions and, you know, crazy stuff happening all the time. Yeah, just lots of flashing lights. But I would say Dante's Peak probably is the, the choice here. All right, so let's go 10-9 round. I think so. You got to right. get the slight edge there. Yeah, I, I, I agree. So now we are going to go to our connections. And we have four connections, a wide variety of them, a lot of different things. There's actually like a ton of connections in this movie. Both have like dead rodents that show up to know yep. that something's wrong like they have a lot of connections between them we chose four the first one that i want to discuss is in both movies you get random people who are killed by the volcano at the beginning and mm. that kind of sets in motion the events of the film in volcano you have two dpw workers who go down into three three dpw workers yeah isn't there two they lose and then the one comes up and then some comes to his injuries Oh, I think you're right. Uh, you get three DPW workers. Just, who go I was going to say, you don't want to forget. You don't want to forget the dead. Yeah, no. Remember the dead. You're right. You're right. Much respect to that guy. I forgot. I don't know. I don't know if you had a name in this movie, um, but they go down. Lava starts flowing. A yeah. bunch of fire. Yeah. They get killed, and then that lets people know something's up. In Dante's Peak, you have two young lovers who go to the hot springs. They go to Skinny Dip. Actually, that's kind of the horror movie thing. That is a horror movie thing. They go to do this oh un- shit, <laughs> un- this this tristful thing in the hot springs, and then the hot springs boil tristful up. Tristful thing. They're gonna fuck. Yeah, it's a silent killer. <laughs> and then it you know bubbles up, and they are burned alive in the hot springs. So both movies have that kind of random unnamed characters who are killed by the volcano, and that lets people know 
something's wrong here. Yep. And then the events of the film get set in motion. So, Eric, let's start with you. How do, how do you feel about these collective kind of plot points here? Um, I guess Volcano is kind of like, you know, general. It's like kind of obvious. It's like, yeah, like they're exploring it. Someone dies, whatever. It's I, very literal. Yeah. This is how it would happen. <laughs> I really like the Dante's Peak aspect because it's just like just crazier and more funny kind of in a way. It's so much more funny because Very. <laughs> you get the scene afterwards where Harry and Marwando, the two kids, Ruth, the grandma, they all go to the hot springs because they're like, oh, let's check it out. Harry's doing his thing. Well, Harry's got to work and the grandma's <laughs> like, fuck it, we'll go swimming. Like, all right. Yeah, we'll go swimming at the hot springs. And then they see the clothes and you get the grandma telling her grandchildren about Nookie. And she says Nookie. And do you think, it's like, do you think that's where the song comes from? <laughs> I have no idea. Do you think Fred Durst is watching this film? Like, all right. It, it did come out in 99. Yeah, so two years saying. after this movie. <laughs> I was just going to ask, what's the timeline here? No, did, I, 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 I remember this. <laughs> <laughs> did Fred Durst see Dante's Peak? And like, yes, that's the song. <laughs> But you get the nookie and then you get, you know, Harry saving the kids who are about to jump in. And then you get these bodies that like come up and they're kind of like skeletonized. It's it's a crazy scene and it's kind of fun. I, it's I kind of it. odd that it wasn't in Volcano. Yeah. I mean, I, I don't know. The Volcano scene is just kind of a nothing scene to me. Yeah, nothing really. Like, I don't Honestly, I don't really remember it that much. I remember the tar, like the tar bubbling up. It would have been cool if like something or someone fell in the tar you, you wanted to actually see them die yeah, a little bit okay yeah <laughs> that's fucking dark dude <laughs> I don't know, what can i say <laughs> i mean i think both of you said it. it's a little more fun with uh with the hot spring scene it's it, that's in terms of like i'm watching a movie like i and and that's the thing that i think is also funny about it is that volcano is almost supposed to be the fun like crazy action movie and yet it has the most, like, blah, sort of, like, introduction to it all, whereas, like, somehow Dante's Peak got it covered. I think it's just weird how they mixed it up here, but you got to give it to Dante's Peak, I think. I, I, I agree. I, I think, you know, that horror element of it is a little underrated, and I didn't realize it until we were just talking about it now. It's a revelation that yeah. we just had on this podcast. I, I, I quite job, like guys. it. And then, you know, you get the funny aftermath with the grandma. You get the heroic actions by Harry. I, I'm a I'm a fan. I like. We just needed to constantly make Pierce Brosnan look like a hero. He is at every hero. moment. He is a hero. He's that James Bond. Come on. Although, like, completely fuck things up in Mar Mars attacks. But we'll, you know, that's a whole other thing. That's, I digress. That's yeah. <laughs> Keep in mind too. Harry just met this woman, her two kids, and the grandma. Like literally moments before any of this happened. So, you know, Yo. they're putting a lot of trust in him. I guess is what I'm saying. And the way that whole old thing unfolds is real weird like all of a sudden he's taking them on a deep sea fishing trip like oh okay <laughs> save that because i have a lot of thoughts on that scene <laughs> he's like i'm your dad now uh <laughs> <laughs> it's it happens so quickly <laughs> so round three is when the scientists go into the belly of the beast is how we're going to term this. In both movies, you get a scene where a group of scientists go to explore the volcano. And this is before kind of the main things are happening. In Volcano, you get Dr. Amy Barnes, played by Anne Hesch, and her partner, who go down into the tunnels to kind of see what happened here. And in it, the partner ends up dying, and Hesh narrowly escapes with Rachel. Life. Rachel. Rachel's the partner. I know. I just had to look her up. I honestly forgot. Like I said, remember the dead. Ra Rachel dies. She passes away, and Hesh narrowly escapes. She doesn't from just her pass life. away. She she gets eaten by the ground. Yeah, that's true. Lava. It's it's not like a peaceful type of thing. And Hesh narrowly survives. She goes out. Boom. In Dante's Peak, you have Harry and Larry. Terry. Terry. I think it's Terry. <laughs> you get Harry, Harry, and Harry, Harry, and Terry, yeah, and you get Spider Legs, the machine, and you get this asshole fucking helicopter pilot, and they go up to explore Dante's Peak. Pierce starts to belay Terry down to mess with Spider Legs. The ground starts rumbling. Terry breaks his leg. Was they got to get out of there real quick. Terry also detaches himself from the safety harness like an idiot. <laughs> Bad move, Terry. So, Terry did a lot of dumb things. Well, first off, he went down there, which was. Not advised. Yeah, it was ill-advised in the first place. And then he had the bright idea of just detaching himself from his safety line. Also ill-advised. So, I mean, you know, it's the way she goes. He also loved to just keep kicking. Was it called Spider Legs? Yeah. No. no that he thing just... was Spider Legs. And then there's also Elf. Or, well, yeah, I remember Elf. Elf, yeah. 
No, uh, he just loved to kick things. As I believe Paul pointed out, no, Harry pointed out, I think, that uh, he's got a problem with it. He just kicks it. So this is this is another trope that occurs in all these disaster movies where there's a character whose entire way of fixing shit is just by hitting it. In Armageddon, you get the cosmonaut played by Peter yeah. Stormar who just hits stuff. <laughs> this is how we do things in Russia. Yeah, and then in this movie, you get Terry who just kicks spider legs constantly. And somehow that works, I, I guess. Yeah, right. It, <laughs> it's one of those things. It didn't disasters. work for Terry, I don't think, though. I don't think the kicking ever really worked. It worked for Harry at the end because he just kicks Elf and it turns on. That is also That is also true. <laughs> but... It keeps happening in these – it's one of these things in these disaster movies where they don't know how to actually fix anything, so they just make some random thing. It's the same thing where they just go, how much time do we have? We got no time because they don't have any explanation, so they just yell vague stuff. Yeah, like in Volcano. We got 25 minutes. We got 20 minutes. We have 20 minutes. <laughs> They just make these vague declarations because no one knows what's actually going on. Yeah, how, how are you timing this? How do you know that we are literally on a clock right now? Yeah. All right. Anyway, so yeah, these those are the two scenes. You get Harry, Terry, Spider-Legs, Helicopter Pilot, check out the volcano. You get no, Dr. Ann Barnes and Rachel Amy. who go down. Uh, fucking hell. <laughs> you get Dr. Amy Barnes and Rachel who go down into the volcano to check things out. Well, can, what, what, what can, I, can I just... I think I just need to get it out of the way. Yeah, please. The scene where, okay, so obviously Amy Barnes and Rachel, they go down, they investigate the thing. Rachel dies. Real emotional moment for for Dr. Barnes here, right? She comes up. She is fucking defeated. She's walking back to her car. Actually, she it takes her a while to get back to her car. Yeah, because she's crying the whole way. She is just, Very sad. She, is, she is so sad. She gets back to her car. She takes off all her gear, throws it on the hood. Just, she is tired. Now, mind you, just before this, to set up this scene, looting has now happened in Los Angeles. And Barnes is just sitting against the car, puts her stuff down, and immediately someone just takes it, runs it away. You know, runs away with it. Like, <laughs> they do her so dirty. They do her so dirty <laughs> is right. Like, it's such a remarkable... I couldn't believe it existed. I, I and It was amazing. And I don't know why they did it, because, like... I feel like what we were trying to do was have this emotional moment with Dr. Amy Barnes. And then this guy then just took comes, shit. Tucks the shit. And it's just like, it takes you out of it completely. I started cracking up and I felt so bad about it because I was like, here she is. She just lost her partner and she's really fucking sad about it. And then they just steal her shit. And I started, I just started laughing and I'm like, what is going on in this movie? It could have been more heartfelt. Like she could have saw like a picture of both of them, like somewhere like on her bag or like in her car, like just something that reminded her of her, like, you know, to like kind of just be sad about it and grieve a little bit. But instead they kind of made it funny in a way. Oh, it was the most, it was so funny. Was it meant to be funny? Was it meant to kick her well or down? What were they trying to do? Whatever they were trying to do, it worked. I loved every minute of it. <laughs> I mean, it was hilarious <laughs> if that's what they were trying to do, but I feel like that's not what the the goal was. I feel like the goal was to like make you feel for Amy Barnes, and then I'm just like, what the fuck is this shit, dude? <laughs> it's absurd. It's <laughs> just it's one of my favorite scenes in film history <laughs> <Anyway>. ever, ever. <laughs> but does it is it enough to make it you know the winner? Of this round, like I don't know, like oh, absolutely not. I mean, the other thing that I like about the Dante's Peak scene is you get this kind of dickhead helicopter pilot who's trying to exploit them for more money. That's like his only goal. Yeah, and then I like that he gets his the payoff where he tries to like exploit people again at the end and tries to take their money to fly them out of there, and then the helicopter crash. And I feel bad for the people who got exploited by the guy, but that helicopter pilot worse oh you mean you feel bad because they died yeah i feel bad for them like they didn't deserve it but the no, helicopter pilot he deserved it i don't know maybe they Fuck did deserve it because they were willing to pay that shit i don't know i mean, I mean stressful situation i want out if too. i had 15 grand and I, I could save my life i'd probably pay fifteen thousand dollars to, to live <laughs> what you're gonna just stay there that's also I'm cool advice. I'm going to so, die here with my money. You're Terry. I am Terry. <laughs> Have you met me? You just kick shit to turn it on. I mean, there's a lot of connections here. I don't know. This this one's close for me because the unintentional comedy, and I am saying it's unintentional, of the bag getting stolen is it, – it, it was the funniest part of the whole movie. Oh, God. Even if it wasn't trying to be. 
and in Dante's Peak, it's it's a fine scene. It's not my favorite. It's not super duper important. I mean, it's important in the sense that Terry gets his shit broke, meaning his leg. Yeah. And that kind of fucks him up for the rest of the movie. Yeah, it, it puts him out a little bit. I mean... Puts him out and everyone else has to take care of him when they're trying to rushing out of place. <laughs> true. True. Eric, where do you stand on this round? I don't know. I mean, I like Volcano just because... You know, someone died via the volcano. Like, it's just kind of exciting. I feel um, like you just want death. I mean, sometimes We're it's... We're noticing a theme here. <laughs> it's just, you know, it just kind of takes it up a notch a little bit. You know, I guess if, if Terry... If Terry died instead of having a broken leg, I'd be like, okay, like, that's pretty legit. That's serious, you know? Rewatching um, it, I actually thought Terry... I thought Terry did die. <laughs> no, Terry's at the end no, I'm yelling, no, thank you, NASA. <laughs> no, no, absolutely. I'm just saying when I was rewatching, like, yeah. oh, this is a scene where Terry dies. Like... <laughs> You are always killing off people who didn't really die. <laughs> but see, without that scene, we wouldn't have the later scene with the helicopter pilot, and we would have no context. So, no, it's true. It's true. And I like that scene at the end, I guess probably because they both die. Mm-hmm. So I think I'm going to go with Dante's Peak. I, Dude, I don't know. So here's the thing. That scene in Volcano is so fucking funny. It's just so good. Same. I, I'm going 10-9 Volcano I here. I got it. Yeah. Because. I mean, listen, I want to be like objective and everything, but it's so funny. It's so funny. <laughs> and intentional. It, it's unintentional, but it's hilarious. I like, think it. We were watching to it together that. on my porch and I was cracking up. Like <laughs> I, I probably disturbed the neighbors. I was laughing so loud at this scene. No, I'm sorry. I gotta, I gotta give it to, yeah. I gotta give it to them. Slight, gotta slight give edge it to volcano. And Eric, you give slight edge to Dante's Peak. That's cool. We'll, we'll tabulate the scores after. Um, no, it wins that round. No, it, it won that round. Yeah, two out of three. I'd say. Well, no, but at the end, like the judges scored it. So, we oh gotta, yeah, right, yeah. We, we, we got to do it. We got to give it its due. Like Let's go to round four here. The third connection between these films, and this is a good one. This, this has a lot to it. I think. In both movies, you get a character mm. who did not who did not honor the power of the volcano. They did not honor. They did not kneel before its power. They, done, they, they did not respect the volcano and its killing ability. And because of that, they are put in a perilous situation. And then those characters who did not respect it make a sacrifice so that others may live. In Volcano, you get the MTA president. Mm. Eric? Uh, I can look. I think he was like, yeah, like the, the main... He ran the fucking subways. Yeah. Played well, by John Carroll Lynch, who yep. also showed up as... Uh, shit, what's his name? In Zodiac. I think he was like considered a suspect. He was the main suspect. Yeah. Shit, what's his name? Arthur Lee Allen. Arthur uh, Lee Allen. Yeah. He was Arthur Lee Allen in Zodiac, and that's a great part. Played by, So he shows up. He's the MTA guy, and the subway is burning. And he makes a sacrifice so that the subway driver may live. And then in Dante's Peak, you have Ruth, the grandmother, who refused to leave her house. Her grandchildren then go to try and save her. They then get stuck up at the house while the volcano is erupting and things are going down. So then Mayor Wando and Harry have to show up and try and save the day. And they end up on a boat <laughs> that is being melted by acid. Yep. And Ruth jumps out of the boat and because the engine gets yeah the fucking, engine gets ate by the acid yep and so Ruth has to get out and she pushes the boat to shore while Harry is singing merrily 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 <laughs> merrily down the stream wait it's, is he uh, still singing that as she no he's not no, but he stops <laughs> then but <laughs> it's the weirdest part it's, of this entire movie come on everyone Ruth I can't hear you let's go. <laughs> Ruth, Ruth, your part. Stop We're doing the screaming. <laughs> Stop the screaming. Sing. It's just, it's a crazy scene. Um, so yeah, let, let's get to the points. What, how do you feel about these, Beam? So, I mean, listen, Ruth is a dick throughout most of that movie. Yeah. So is John Carroll Lynch's character. Right. And yeah, but she still loves the kids, right? You at least see that affectionate side of her. Absolutely. Let's just say when I'm comparing to, I guess, you know, I don't give as much a shit about the MTA head um, as I do about Ruth. Was I a fan of no? But I came around to her because once she realized like the magnitude of the magma. <laughs> what is that from? <laughs> Doctor Evil. Oh, Austin Powers. Another great '90s movie. Good stuff. I think it might be from '97 as well. Um, wow, '97 was a fire year. You know what else came out in '97? Titanic. Another disaster movie. <laughs> 
Um, but anyways, so like I I cared more about Ruth. The yeah, the MDA had he was just a dick right up until that moment. So, you know, Ruth dying, like there 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 was a whole there was a whole more bit of that. Here's the thing though. This may sound a bit cold. Ruth is successful in rescuing the people that she is trying to rescue. The MTA guy, not so much. Because he tries to make the jump, but him and the guy land in the lava. But does he does throw the guy to safe, safety? Does he do? Oh, yeah. he, like, I thought he landed with they him. They land in the lava, but then he like pushes the guy out oh, of the right. lava so he can escape. And then Arthur, Never mind, my point is moot. And then John Carroll Lynch's character proceeds to melt. He literally melts. Mm. Which, I want to I stress this. You would not melt <laughs> due to lava. That's absurd. Like, to a point, you could, like, be on top of it in a way, right? Or, like, I mean... You would be burned alive. Yeah. Don't get me wrong, but you're not melting. Like, like <laughs> the, the wicked witch of the West. <laughs> yeah, it's not like Raiders of the Lost Ark where, like... No, like, there's no just... magic here. <laughs> there's no magic melting your face that is released from... Yeah. Is it, the Holy Grail in that movie? I, I don't know. I don't know. But They no. were Nazis. Yeah, I'm I'm all on board with Nazis melting like they deserve it, and there was magic, so like you could maybe believe it. But like volcanoes don't melt. No people, they melt other things, but not people. People, not so much. No, no, it's absurd. Yeah, I forgot how that scene happened, and so when I just watched the clip on YouTube, I just saw him jump in. I'm like, all right, I know. <laughs> <laughs> Everyone dies. Got it. Next. Also, like, listen, Ruth is screaming in pain throughout this entire thing, and she is powering through it, which. Good on you. That's fucking dope. So I'm trying to think. I feel like the acting's a little bit better because what the fuck are you going to do? Grandma's in the fucking lake where, and she's getting burned by acid. Uh, everyone's just going to freak out and then we get there and everyone's safe. Where this, like, when the lava's coming towards the other MTA workers, they're just, like, doing the, ah, like, the, the putting the hands up towards the face. It was just horrible acting. Hor- just, I don't know. The whole thing was just a terribly well, it's not played out scene. Someone wrote that scene. No, I know. It's way. just not good. No. Um, that's why, like, if I'm going to, if I'm going to give it to anyone, I kind of got to give it to Dante's Peak. So, I, you know, I made fun of Volcano for being wildly inaccurate, but I want to be clear. Dante's Peak is also, there's no way that lake would be that acidic. Right. I was also, I also wanted to to ask that. Is it really going to be that bad? So it's going to be acidic, but we're talking like a three to a four on the pH scale, which is like lemon juice. It's more of a skin irritant. So you could have really just like (laughs) swam through it or just walk through it. Like, like, like Ruth did. Now it doesn't make for a very exciting movie. So like, okay. Oh no, I need lotion. <laughs> so, they, so they just gotta like, they just gotta amp up the levels to like the most acidic thing. To ever. Armageddon like, levels. Like the fucking alien's blood in Alien. I, I guess it has to be that acidic, but it, it wouldn't, it also would not burn her alive. So like both things have some inaccuracies to them. I also do though prefer it because like you said, I, I feel for Ruth. I care mm. about Ruth. I think Ruth ultimately loves her grandchildren very much. She kind of comes around to fucking hates Wando. Hates her. Kind of comes around a little bit. Nah. And then you know they they she would have thrown her in the lake if she could have. They make a valiant effort to save her, but then they got to just leave her behind. No, Harry makes a valiant effort. Well, I mean, what do you want the kids? You want the kids to carry her? What the fuck? Yeah, there's two of them. (laughs) (laughs) I I got to give the slight edge to Dante's Peak here too. Uh, I'm going ten nine Dante's Peak. Eric, how do you feel about these two? I like the volcano scene. I thought it was cool when he picked him up. He was walking. The bottom of his shoes was like melting on the subway car. Like that really showed how shoes would melt. How hot it was. Yeah, like his shoes were rubbing. <laughs> Bobby, no. <laughs> yeah. Um, and then he saw. Like, he's like, shit. Like I'm not gonna be able to jump that far. I got this dude on my back. So he jumped, knowing he's probably gonna die. And then he gorilla press slammed that dude while his gorilla. legs were on fire. Like wrestling fan. Five feet. To safety, which, you know, I can't even do that normal with both legs on solid ground. He did it Have you tried? in fire. I don't, I don't know if I could lift anyone up, except for a small child. No, he didn't do it standing in fire. He did it while his, I guess, lower half of his body is melting. Which fair, and, John Carroll Lynch is a huge dude. That yeah. like 6'5". All I'm saying, though, is that that's got to be all upper body strength, because if your lower half of your body has melted by that point... It is on fire currently. Yeah, yeah you're just you're just having to do this with your arms. Yeah, you got no legs. You got no <laughs> legs to push off of. So I guess my points on that is um, really like really cool scene. Like you, you get to see him die in lava, which is like you know, oh, all right again. 
Like, you don't really see that in Dante's Peak. Grandma, like, she gets some burns on her legs and then slowly dies. Like, that kind of sucks, too. My last thing with Volcano. Well, all right. So, not only do you want to see death, you want to see a quick death. (laughs) Quick or not. I mean, just something like... No, not not. We know it's death. (laughs) I mean, yeah. I don't know. (laughs) I still have to think about that. And I guess my last comment is, he did save a complete stranger. Where Ruth saved the family. This guy... Like, he didn't even know this driver. He's like, I didn't believe it at first. There's well, an instant well, co-worker. Then well, then you're a shitty boss. <laughs> I guess a co-worker, yeah, if he's but a chairman. it's not the family. You're right. It, yeah. it, it is more of a sacrifice in that case. I don't know. Ruth did have to save Wando. She literally sacrificed herself to save Wando. I mean, it's the mother of her grandchildren. That's not that much of a She stretch. could have done without her. I'll raise them. Harry is the love interest. She's got to save him. Yeah, that's 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 a writer's view. That's <laughs> that's not what I am concerned with. No, I mean Eric, it's a good point. It's yeah. a good point. I don't know. I mean, it's it's tough too. Like if Harry could, you know, paddle the boat with a, a denim jacket around his hand, and his hand was fine. Wasn't worth. His hand was not fine. It wasn't fine. Okay, no, I wasn't he, sure. His hand was. He was. He was in some pain. There was at least some continuity there, which I actually appreciate. I was actually thinking about this and how funny it would be if the roles were kind of reversed in a way. So like on the boat, instead of Ruth like pulling the boat, she was like carrying the child and then like, throwing the child <laughs> onto the shore. And then on Volcano, instead of the guy like, you know, carrying the, the dude, he was like pulling the train as like he was, he was in the fire. I don't know. I just thought about that. I'm like, that'd be kind of fun. That would be so Dude, much fun. I actually, I want to see that. I really hope there's alternate versions where they were like, hey, we're doing this scene. You make this version. We'll make that version. And then we'll just do each other's version. Yeah, we'll just we'll just switch it around a little bit. And if, if they don't have that out there, we should make it. I think that's I, outstanding. Like in stuff. real life, we're going to find lava? I don't know how to do this. I don't know. Can I switch? Can I go 10-9 Volcano now? I'm, I, I'm not going to. I'm going 10-9 Volcano now. I got I got convinced. All right. All right I'm staying Don- 10-9 Dante's Peak. But Eric, I still like great, Volcano. great points. No, yeah, I like I, Volcano. no, I'm sorry. I'm going to stick with Dante's Peak. I fucking love Ruth. No, I'm still going Volcano. That's, that's good. And you... I think you won this round, though, in terms of, like, you're the best judge in this round. Mm-hmm. Good, good for you. <laughs> Thank you. You're doing a great job. <laughs> All right. So our fifth and final round, and this is this is the big one. They I didn't realize it until we just watched it this time, but the endings are so identical. Mm-hmm. In both movies, you get the lead character, Harry Dalton, in Dante's Peak, Mike Rourke in Volcano. They both emerge victorious from the rubble. That this volcano has left. And then there's not only that, but then you get helicopters <laughs> that are flying <laughs> over the rubble in both movies. I didn't notice that before. And then that part I didn't notice. Yeah, both it, it happens in both. You get these helicopter shots of the rubble and you get helicopters in them. That was just a quick little tidbit. But the main thing here is you get the heroes of the movies escaping from the rubble that this volcano has left. In Dante's Peak. Harry is driving a vehicle that has had its tires melted off, but he is still driving very fast. Another ridiculous thing. And he drives it into the mine shaft. The car was on fire. <laughs> like, I don't, like, it, engulfed. It was engulfed in flames. How, how funny is it when, when Mayor Wando just goes, Harry, we're on fire. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no shit, Wando. Oh my god, hysterical. How that car didn't like just explode. Yeah, there's gasoline in the car, right? I mean <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Okay. Absolutely. Just making sure. <laughs> Ridiculous scene. And then he's still driving it at like 70 after the tires have melted off. He's gotta he's be like a- just like fucking Tokyo drifting around corners with it. I don't understand how that happened. Is it because of the ash? It's not possible because he'd be on rims. The tires have gone. This I don't understand how this truck is still driving. <laughs> it shouldn't be. It's absurd. But it is. It happens. We just have to suspend that. And he drives it into the mine shaft where the son, Marwando's son, hangs out with other delinquents. Which, what a weird, like, one, it was weird that that was, like, where he was hanging out. But just as a vehicle to be like, oh, we know where to go. Okay. It was, it was a weird way to set that up. Yeah. I agree. But they go into the mine shaft. They kind of have supplies. Harry goes off because he has to find Elf, the homing beacon that might save their life. Yeah. Things collapse. He gets trapped in the car. He turns on Elf, and they are saved. After two days in which yeah, he spends I, in this cramped car I wanted- like this with an elbow bone hanging out of his arm, skin. 
I had that written down on my notes. I just said, Jesus Christ, the transmitter was flicking for one to two days? I know. What? And they just gloss over that point. Like, yeah. How about someone go, holy shit, he's been down there for a day? Yeah. Like, also, too, the the kids are like, do we get to, do we still get to go deep sea fishing? My first thing, can I get a fucking burger? Can I get just something to eat? If I was saying, I'd be like, kid, I just met you yesterday. First off. Second, I, I shit my pants twice. I've been there for two days. <laughs> I've been there for two days. I've been there for two days. I know? have shit and pissed myself yeah. for I, 48 hours. I, I have a something. bone hanging out of my arm. <laughs> There's been can you Can you chill with the deep sea fishing for a fucking second here? Yeah, I said that in the heat of the moment. I was trying to bang your mom, okay? <laughs> but instead, trying to make another one of you. Instead, you get this scene where he's like, are we still going deep sea fishing? And then he yeah, says yes. Are. And then the daughter goes, that's great. And that's the end of the movie. That's, that's, it, the that's, last, it. that's, how it that's the last line. <laughs> and in terms of like bad line readings to end a movie, that has to be in the top two. The other one is from Summer Catch with Freddie Prince Jr. Have you seen that? <laughs> no, no. Well, there's this scene where Freddie Prince Jr. He's like, I just pitched the game of my life. And now I'm here at the airport. And then Jessica Biel's <laughs> character goes, Let's be together. And then the movie, that's like, that's it. There's like a little <laughs> afterward, but like, that's the movie. It's like, uh, no, now I need to look that up. Let's be together. That's what you got. Fuck's sake. Can I, but can anyway, I, can I just bring up one point too? Like, so during the car fire scene, when they're driving in the lava in Dante's Peak, after the dog, Rafi, right? The dog's name is Rafi. Rafi? Yeah, like rough. All right. So, <laughs> <laughs> rough, rough. Like rough, rough, like dogs do. Yeah, yeah I get it. All right. Thanks. Um, so once the dog, anyways, jumps in, the scene where they're all just like super happy, they're driving, and Pierce Brosnan, when they just cut to him, just doing the shaking his head with a smirk. <laughs> that dog. Those dogs. <laughs> Always getting into that trouble. That is just one of my favorite things. Yeah. I mean, there's there's a lot with Dante's Peak. So, sorry, let's go to Volcano for a second. In Volcano, mm-hmm. as we mentioned, Tommy Lee Jones sends Dr. Amy Barnes on essentially what amounts to a babysitter mission. The daughter gets into some shit, a building collapses, and Mike Rourke tries to save the daughter. He is ultimately successful in that mission, and he is brought from the rubble. And that's Everyone cheers. Everyone cheers, and then we get helicopter shots of <laughs> the destruction. And Standing scene. in helicopters! <laughs> and scene. That's what we got. There's, there's, there's not a lot there. So, <laughs> I mean... <laughs> Was anyone else not like so? Number one, like Mike Rourke in, throughout this film is just like anytime it comes to his daughter, almost like um, oh, what's the president's name in uh in Air Force One, James Marshall, making these you know making James Marshall like decisions when it comes to his daughter, you know, sacrificing everyone else for his family. Which okay, you know, I, I understand that that is probably you know human nature, right? But man, he's helping out these firefighters trying to get out before so like the lava doesn't consume them but sees his daughter's in trouble and just like oh fuck you guys and then just like goes and helps his daughter kind of a similar thing in this where like everything just became about rescuing he's trying to stop everyone from blowing up the buildings because his daughter and whatever this kid was i forget the kid and why we cared about this random kid kid babysitting yeah yeah that she apparently was responsible for and this is why she's in the situation and he's trying to stop them, for, like this apparently like saved a day moment. He's trying to stop all of that so we can get the daughter out of the way, which apparently we're running out of time in order to do so. They're standing there, and he tackles them out of the way. The thing I don't get: why didn't they fucking move? Why were they just standing there crying? <laughs> I completely agree. It's the horror movie thing where they see what's awful they and they're just standing in there, fear. and it's just like. But you luckily, know, run away. <laughs> Tommy Lee Jones dives on them to move them like two to three feet, probably yeah. away from the the falling skyscraper. Which you could have moved in all of that amount of time, yeah. unless like things slowed down, which I didn't feel like it did. He ran like a hundred yards to get them. To I don't understand feet. how Tommy Lee Jones, a man of his age and stature, in that moment could do that. I don't understand how moving them three feet avoided the skyscraper exactly. collapsing altogether. You yeah. need to go much further away. Yeah. There is going to be debris <laughs> flying at you. I do have one point. So I know the, the category is main character emerges from rubble. Yes. Correct. There would be no main character to emerge from rubble if it wasn't for 
stupid children, stupid kids. Okay, <laughs> like I'm just throwing that out there. Okay, so in Dante's Peak, they had to go back up to the grandma's cabin because the dumb kids went up there. Like if the kids never did that, they'd the be kids long gone. Going to save grandma, dude. They're kids. They do dumb shit. I don't. What? What? No, I'm, I'm just sorry. Saying, I'm sorry. The kids were going to save grandma. Yeah, I know, but I that mean, that was a noble thing. That was heroic. It is shit. very heroic. Uh, grandma ended up dying anyways, so I guess it didn't really count. <laughs> didn't really matter. They could have just been like whatever. And so got it. Loves death, hates kids. And then volcano, like you know, his daughter. He saved his daughter a few times. There was also foreshadowing when he was carrying her on the hood of the car and jumped past the lava as it was creeping past the car in the street. So a little bit of foreshadowing from the subway. But yeah, if his daughter wasn't doing whatever she was doing, Tommy Lee Jones could have been, you know, safely far away, monitoring the explosions. No, I'm sorry. Let's let's be real. Tommy Lee Jones was never going to be doing that. Mark Rourke was, or Mike Rourke was never going to be doing that because he couldn't do that throughout the entire film. He was running everywhere and shouting. That's that. That is his role. I guess you're right. I, I guess all I'm saying is the kids, you know, kids kind of made it difficult. They're a little bit of a distraction and a challenge added on to the initial challenge of the well, volcano. Are you talking just about the movie? Or yes. <laughs> <laughs> I this mean, I guess seems, Armageddon. loaded. <laughs> Armageddon 2, Harry, you know, committed suicide basically so his daughter could whoa, be right, with whoa, AJ. Whoa, whoa, I, I don't hey, know. Hey, He's, He saved the world. He dude. sacrificed He did that too. Which don't you good. dare desecrate the name. Of Harry Stanford. One quick note, and you know, we've moved far past this, but Air Force <laughs> One, also 1997. How good was 1997? <laughs> Damn, there's a lot of fire movies. <laughs> Fucking hell. Uh, yeah, no. All right. Um, what were we talking about? <laughs> I don't know, but I kind of just want to do a podcast about 1997 <laughs> movies now. Um, main character emerges from yes, the rubble. Main, main right. character. What are our scores? I'm going 10-8 Dante's Peak. 10-8 Dante's I, Peak. I, I love that scene yeah. so much. Yeah, I I'm, doing, I'm doing Dante's Peak as well. Volcano is just What are you scoring silly. it? I guess a 10-8. All right. Let's yeah. go. All right. So I think, like, do we need to, like, tabulate it tr- seriously? Yeah. Oh. I'm going to tabulate it. All Someone right. get me a pad of paper. All right. So... Those are the five rounds, and let's go to our final thoughts here and our ultimate winners. Eric, why don't you start us off? Who who wins this for you? Well, as I mentioned, you know, I saw Volcano first when I was younger. At the time, I loved it because it had lava and explosions. I had no idea this movie existed, by the way. And hearing that when I heard that from you, I was like, what? Yeah. We had HBO, like, for free somehow when I was young, so we did get, like, these movies and stuff. And I remember watching it, and I liked it. I thought it was cool. Uh, I saw Dante's Peak when I was older, late 20s. <clears throat> And it just, I guess as an adult, Dante's Peak is just more interesting because of all the facts, because of all the science. There's still action, not a ton of it, but the buildup to it is pretty exciting. So I'm going to have to go with Dante's Peak as an adult. But if you asked me this when I was 10, I would probably say Volcano. Bean, what about you? How do you feel about this? So I, I always knew of Dante's Peak as a movie, that it existed. Um, I didn't know that it was in any way a decent film until you, I think, mentioned it to me. And then, of course, we were going to do this podcast and we started talking about twin films and you brought up that there was another movie called Volcano. So what I'm trying to say is I had no idea the movie Volcano was ever a movie, much like I didn't know neither the Twisters was either a book or a movie. So I obviously watched both of them first uh, for the first time for this podcast. So after having to compare both of them, I listen, I laughed a lot during volcano i laughed a lot during one scene of volcano <laughs> there was there was a lot that i thought i had to laugh about like in the beginning where tommy lee jones again as we mentioned the shouting starts off the movie shouting eggs are ready like that's you know okay and uh sets up the character right off the bat sets it up right off the bat i mean drops the eggs on the floor i mean there's a whole bunch of stuff that that is just to me comedic however Dante's Peak is I actually like was enjoying myself like as just a film. So as much as I was laughing at the other one, I just I got to give it to Dante's Peak because I that's one I want to go back to. Volcano, sure, I'll get real fucked up and watch that again. Like why the hell not? That's what I was thinking. If I was passing out late at night, I want to just throw something on the TV. Volcano. I could wake up halfway through and be like, all right, whatever. I almost want to make a drinking game out of Volcano. That's that's how I feel about Every Volcano. Every time Tommy Lee Jones yells, we <laughs> Take would Take a fucking hammered. shot. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, Dante's Peak wins this for me, man. That's a great that, – that, it, it's a great piece of cinema. I had a great time with it. Yeah, I, I agree. I mean, I, I saw – 
As a scientist, you got to have a hard on for this film. (laughs) So I also, I saw both of these movies when I was a kid. I saw Dante's Peak and it stuck with me. I, I saw it at a sleepover when I was like 10 years old and the elbow, the bone coming out of his arm always stuck with me. And then in college, when I was studying volcanology, a professor of mine assigned us this assignment where it was like, watch these two movies, compare the scientific accuracy of them, and then write a persuasion paper about it. Wait, did he provide the bedrock of this podcast episode? Pretty much. Oh, wow. He he, he did it. Can we get a shout out? What's his name? Yeah, what's Last his name? name God, give him oh, some fucking shit. credit. Uh, Dr. Oh. Lawrence Melanconico. Fuck yeah, his name is that. <laughs> <laughs> but he assigned us this assignment, and you know, I was overwhelmingly positive about Dante's Peak. It it has a lot that is inaccurate, don't get me wrong, but the basic premise and the things that happen are all things that would happen with a volcano. Nothing that happens in volcano is even plausible. So, you know, from that standpoint, I, I don't know, you don't think they could Peak. redirect the lava like that in real life, which <laughs> <laughs> No, I don't. And so, you, you know, know, Dante's Peak has been with me my entire life and I love it and it wins for me. It's it, it has a lot of silly parts, but it also has some good parts. And Volcano is just silly all the way through. And I just don't care for it particularly. Yeah. Bruce Buffer Beam. Let's do this. Hold on. Sorry. I got to stand again. I felt like that worked. Ladies and gentlemen, after five rounds, we go to the judges' scorecards for a decision. The judges scored the contest 48-46, 49-44, and 49-44. For your winner, and new champion of a 1997 film about coping with a volcano in your neighborhood, Dante's Peak! All right, so that's it. Our third installment of the twin film series, and Dante's Peak goes out the winner from 1997 movies about coping with a volcano in your neighborhood. Eric, thanks so much for joining us again, man. Appreciate it. Thank you guys again for having me. I had a great time. Um, I think it was a great discussion. Yeah, we, we, we learned a bit about you. New stuff about you. <laughs> New stuff that he likes people dying quickly. Very quickly. I and learned also hates kids. Hates kids. <laughs> it's not that. It's just they, 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 they're just a big distraction sometimes. And <laughs> they're I, just I, a burden. I think the main characters could have had uh, a much easier time coping with these disasters without children messing it up. As oh. a side note, have you and Lisa discussed the whole kids thing? Because <laughs> uh... <laughs> Another time. Another time. <laughs> anyway. <laughs> this this has got way off track. Eric, thanks for joining us. Thanks for having me. Uh, Beam, thanks for lending us your vocal talents once again. Yeah, yeah, you're, you're, you're welcome. We love you for it. And yeah, follow us on Instagram at Back Porch Media, Twitter at Porchback Media. Find us on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, all that stuff. Please follow us, rate and review, subscribe, whatever the other things they tell you to do. Yeah, well, all those things. I, I drank a fucking triple IPA at 10 in the morning. Let's yeah. see how this goes. <laughs> exactly. And he did that for all of you. Yeah, our I did listeners. this for you. <laughs> all right. Stay tuned for more in the Twin Film series. We'll probably take a quick break from it um, while we record a few other episodes, explore some things that we want to do, but we will be back with some more. We have White House Down versus Olympus Has Fallen about the White House being taken over. Can't fucking wait. We have No Friends with Benefits versus No Strings Attached, our rom-com installment of that, this. That can wait a little. I'm fine with that. Oh, dude, I love those movies. Yeah, I love both of them. I'm going to have a hard time with that. <laughs> um, but yeah, I mean, we have more of these, but we're going to take a quick break to record some other stuff. But uh, stay tuned. See y'all.